on this episode, we talk about the pillars of Amazon.com success, which you can apply to your business. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kunay, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I am your host, Kune Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth and online retail. So, you know, um, if you are looking to improve metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales, that's why you're tuning into the show. I either bring guests on here on a weekly basis or I speak, you know, and today is slightly different. Um, I stumbled on a very powerful video. It's a 20 year old video of Jeff Bezos back in 1999, July 1999, to be precise, the 11th of July 1999. It was a CNBC interview and he laid out some foundational principles behind the success of Amazon, which, you know, if you go back, you know, then and you if if you to take that audio clip then and you're to apply it to any e-commerce business or retail business today, you will find success. It is hugely powerful. It runs for about six minutes, um, but the, you know, the insights here are massive. Um, He talks about the fact that, you know, um, he deeply believed on in or believes in Amazon's focus on obsessing about customer experience, product selection, ease of use, UX, 
low prices and more information to make purchase decisions. Those are the guiding principles to Amazon's success. And if you sort of layer in these pillars of success to Amazon into execution, you just understand how and why Amazon has scaled so, so, so much. Customer experience, product selection, ease of use, low prices, and more information to make purchase decisions. And if you look at direct-to-consumer brands, um, it's it's the same principles, same principles, um, only that direct-to-consumer brands seem to be you know, challenging, you know, incumbent, um, you know, industries. They, they seem to be looking at inefficient, you know, physical product industries and they seem to be dist- finding opportunity and disrupting, you know, um, where there's, um, there is a lot of friction. Okay. So, um, it is just, it was it, the, the nuggets he drops here, you know, listen to it, play and play it, you know, over and over again. At the time, Amazon was only five years old. Think about it. Amazon is a 25 year old company. At the time it was only five years old. Its stock price was about $60. And in comparison to date, stock price about $1,600 with a market cap of a trillion dollars. Now at that time, it's, it's market cap was, I think it's about 30 billion yeah 30 billion dollars and now it's a trillion um and those foundational you know um things um you know um principles you know jeff bezos talked about you know are just great just solid you know absolutely solid customer experience product selection ease of use low prices and more information to make purchase decisions um yeah, it's it's amazing. What I would do is I'll play the video, you know, to you and also link to the actual video on YouTube in the show notes. And, um, you know, I'll catch you after you finish listening to, 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 to the clip, to the audio clip. I'll just um, round up and, you know, um, enjoy, enjoy. Let me know what you think about um, this one. Given the decades of wisdom that has built up in the business world, investors, it sounds like you're saying, are making a big speculative bet if they're investing in your company's stock. Well, I think all internet companies, you know, the, vol- the stocks are incredibly volatile. And I've, you know... But even long term. Long term, I believe that it's very easy to predict that there are going to be lots of successful companies born of the internet. They're going to have very large market caps and, and, and so on. I also believe that today, where we sit, it's very hard to predict who those companies are going to be. Uh, so, you know, you can make bets on these things. And I think that Amazon.com, if we don't, if we're not one of those important, lasting companies born of the internet, we will have nobody to blame but ourselves and that we will be extremely disappointed in ourselves. But there are no guarantees. Uh, uh, it's very, very hard to predict. If you go back and look at the companies created by the PC revolution, uh, in 1980, you probably wouldn't have predicted the five winners, uh, you know, the five biggest winners. There have been lots of winners, actually. So this space is a little different, and brand name may, may mean more, and, and, and there's some increasing returns, kinds of things maybe more. But I believe that if you can focus obsessively enough on customer experience, selection, ease of use, low prices, more information, to make uh, purchase decisions with. If you can give customers all that, plus great customer service, and with our uh, toys and electronics, we have a 30-day return policy. If you can do all of that, then I think you have a good chance. And that's what we're trying to do. You're not really a pure internet company uh, anymore either, are you? I mean, you've got millions of square feet now of real estate. You've got 
uh, a, a growing, huge and growing inventory of items we, that you we, keep in we stock. We do whatever. And you've got thousands and thousands of employees now. Yeah, we have over 3,000 employees and over 4 million square feet of distribution center space. And those are things I'm very, very proud of because with that distribution center space and half a dozen distribution centers around the country, it allows us to get product close to customers so that we can ship it to customers in a very timely way, which improves customer service levels. That's what we're about. If there's one thing Amazon.com is about, it's obsessive attention to the customer experience, end to end. And that's what those distribution centers are. But you're not are. a pure internet play. It doesn't, I, I, it doesn't matter to me whether we're a pure internet play. What matters to me is do we provide the best customer service. Internet, schminternet, it's, that's, you know, that, that doesn't matter. Well, but it does matter to your investors to know whether they're investing in a company that No, they is should be investing in a company that obsesses over customer experience. In the long term, there is never any misalignment between customer interests and shareholder interests. Well, that's the same argument that uh, somebody at Walmart would make as well, wouldn't they? I, I don't see why not. I think they should make that argument. So uh, It's a correct argument. Okay. So, <laughs> so you'll open as many square feet of space, uh, physical space, as you have to, hire as many employees as you have to. To service customers, absolutely. And we'll do it as rapidly as we can. That's a very uh, cost-intense proposition. Not compared to opening an equivalent network of retail stores. So if you open a bunch of chain stores, look, when we open a distribution center, we're opening places that may have, square, you know, where we may pay uh, 30 cents a square foot for uh, for a lease instead of paying $7 a square foot, which you might pay in a high-traffic retail area. So when you compare those things, they're not the same. You can't compare a big chain of, 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 uh, of retail stores to half a dozen distribution centers. It's just not, you know, it's bad math. Okay. Uh, either way, whichever side of the argument you believe, you're making what it seems to me to There's be... There's only one side, which is obsess over customers. But it seems to me that both with the speed of your growth in terms of the number of stores online that you're opening, the different businesses you're getting into, the number of distribution centers and you're opening and new employees you're hiring, uh, that you are making an intense gamble here, which is uh, twofold. Uh, one, that you can run this number of businesses, different businesses, well. Uh, and, and two, uh, that you can make money by selling vast volumes of uh, products at essentially razor-thin profit margin. I think that the f the first one in particular I agree with wholeheartedly, which is that uh, we're uh, there's no guarantee that Amazon.com can be a successful company. What we're trying to do is very complicated. There's huge execution risk involved. We have a terribly complicated business. We're growing, you know, historically very rapidly. Uh, we're opening new product categories, we're expanding in new geographies, we have whole new business models with things like auctions. Now we think this is the less risky of the two approaches because scale is important in this business and, and it, it, you need scale also to offer the lowest prices and the best customer service to people. So scale is important to us and we're going to go after that kind of scale. But it does mean that the executional challenges are huge and uh, so you'll find a bunch of people back in Seattle and around the world working very hard to make sure we service customers at the level that they're used to, and then even improving that. Isn't it, to some extent, a certain amount of, with all due respect, um, uh, corporate arrogance to assume that you can come into these businesses, which you have no experience in, and 
uh, virtually overnight enter a huge variety of different businesses and become the best in those businesses and the market leader in those businesses and execute I don't, those I don't when think there are other companies that have been running these types of businesses for decades, if not more. I don't think so. So the the um, you know when we first started selling books four years ago, we were everybody said, look, you're just computer guys, you don't know anything about selling books. And that was true. But we but we really cared about customers and now we know a lot about books. And when we first started selling music, people said the same thing. But we hired the right people. So we don't do this in a vacuum. We go out and hire the best industry experts in each of these categories. That's the same with toys and electronics. So you know we take this very seriously. We take the commitment to the customer very seriously and we're not about to uh, release something or announce something before it's ready. So what did you think? You know, um, amazing, amazing audio clip there, um, and it's crazy to 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 know that it is. This was twenty years ago. It feels like it was today. You know, um, so if you guys are obsessing about your customer, that that should be the number one thing. You know, and if you can't fall on your sword, you know, if you're not delivering the customer experience your customers to, 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 you know believe in, you know, deserve. And, you know, um, stop doing what you're doing. Um, you know, product selection is important. Um, and even if you're, 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 you're dealing with a few products or a single product, the selection, the choice, you know, as compared to the other options in the market, you know, should be superior ease of use, you know, ease of use of your website, the UX, ease of use of interacting with you, you know, ease of use of returns, um, low prices, competitive prices, I'll say. Um, if you're in the luxury, then, you know, there's more, I'll talk, I'll, I'll emphasize more on value, you know, on value, you know, um, both um, intrinsic and um, tangible value. And, and finally, just more information to make, you know, purchase decisions. Are you running video? Um, how in-depth are you going on, you know, on, on information? Are you delivering the the end you know, the end expectations rather than just selling the features. Okay. Um, you know, if, if, if that's the case, you know, you're on your way to success in your particular, you know, vertical or niche, it, it is just a hugely powerful, you know, um, you know, you, you know, audio clip. And, you know, he, he talked again about, um, you know, that end to end customer experience, you know, um, uh, and I just think, and that's why, you know, they were focusing on expanding their distribution, you know, centers. So, um, you know, at the time there was not much infrastructure in the United States, but now we have options. We have so many 3PLs for you to expand, you know, for you to go East Coast, West Coast, Europe, you could go UK, Europe, you could go Asia, you could go Dubai. There's so many options right now available to us, you know, as e-commerce, you know, players, um, and, you know, what matters really, guys, what matters is delivering, providing the best customer experience. That's how you're going to succeed long term. And he, he said something in the long term, there's never a misalignment between customer interest and shareholder interest. I'm going to, you know, cut it off um, here. Um, hope you guys, you know, thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was a different format. But when I came across the video, I just said, you know what, I have to share it with you guys. And that's what I've done. Um, you know, catch you on the next show. Have a fantastic one. Cheers. Peace. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. 
Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.